captivating landscapes, flawless tobaccos, elegant presentation. Introducing Pure Origin. At JR Cigar, our innovative team is on a journey for unrivaled flavors and enriching experiences. Along that path, we discovered new, distinctive, and groundbreaking tobaccos from the furthest reaches of the earth and are bringing them right to your home. The intentions are pure, the process is pure, the origin is pure. JR Pure Origin. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It is Jordan. Yes. It is the first Friday Night Herf of summer 2023. Yes. Finally here. We made it. We 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 made it. it. Yes. (laughs) For the love of God, we made it. Doesn't feel like it. So, guys, I just so you guys know, this is crazy. In Colorado, we we typically don't have tornadoes. But yesterday, we had a tornado (laughs) rip through uh, just... Southeast of me, uh, I feel bad for all the people's houses that got uh, damage. I know Scott, you had a uh, window blow out of your house. Yeah, hailstorm broke a window in the house, messed up the siding, took out the roof. So yeah, we got a lot of work to it's do. Probably Scott's yeah. fault, you know, coming yeah, from yeah, you know Nebraska, I, he brought it hey, with him. I was out <laughs> running that storm with the mobile lounge, trying not to have that get totaled out with the hail. Because I mean. It was golf ball to tennis size hail at my house yesterday. Yeah, it was crazy. It for was nuts. An hour straight. It at, just kept at my coming. house. It was literally. It wasn't even raining. It was just. I know. I know people from Florida are like, oh yeah, we do this all the time. <laughs> but the truth is, it was just sheets of just water just pouring down. Yeah, it just looked. It looked like somebody turned on a faucet outside and just was just pouring. It wasn't even rain at a point. This has been Jordan. It's rained for fifty days straight. The worst <laughs> spring of all time. More rain Although it's been the, the best for my water bill because I haven't had to water my lawn once I know. this summer. It's not almost once. It's almost July and I have not watered my lawn once. That's insane. My lawn looks amazing. <laughs> my house not so much anymore, but my lawn looks amazing. So hopefully everybody that's watching appreciates the hard work that it's taken for us to just do this show tonight because it's been crazy. By the way, check out this shirt. I don't know if Ooh, you guys see new that, shirt. But- Look at that. I say stand up there, short legs. Show it off. There you go. Yeah. I said one off right now. I'm seeing if you guys like it, maybe we'll uh maybe we'll make these shirts for you guys. I know uh the enjoy is a bit of a uh oh, I missed the, it. Uh, the enjoy or sorry is a bit of a in that turn. In <laughs> Is a, is a bit of an inside joke, but um, dojo guys know what that means. You dojo guys know what that means on the dojo verse. Hey guys, tonight insiders only. Yeah, tonight we are going to be talking about this special release that I have in my what? hot little hand right here. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so let's go ahead and bring our guest on right now, Jordan. We've had him on the show several times. One of our favorite guests on Smoke Night Live, Omar DeFrias. Welcome back to Smoke Night Live, my friend. How are you doing? What's up, guys? What's up? Look at that guy. He looks sharp as a tack. Like I haven't aged a day in the last 10 years. But I have. I have it's like you haven't aged a day in the last day. It's incredible. <laughs> Jesus, too much, man. Too much. But I'm happy to be on board, man. How you, how you guys been? 
Doing good. I, I'm about to fire one of these up. This is going to be my second in a row. Uh, see if I can get that, Jordan. Look at that. Boom. This cigar is so good. If you guys, here's the deal. I'm telling you right now, you're going to want to buy more than one box of these because you're going to want to smoke one box right off the bat. Um, we've all been smoking them in the studio tonight. Um, Scotty, you got your first shot at this a couple yeah, of minutes I'm ago. Nubbing, I'm nubbing one down right now. This is absolutely delicious. Now, tell you had some really good sort of tasting notes that you could describe. If oh, you could describe man. to the people I was listening, this nice like roasted cashew note, this little bit of like a honey chocolate sweetness. There's some of this like popcorn notes. I mean, this is flavorful, and this it's such a clean finish on it too. It doesn't hang on your palate. It just all the flavors there, and then it's gone. It's just, I mean, I'm digging this. I'm actually looking. I've got to get online. If there's still any left, I've got to get online and get another box because I only bought one to begin with, had to save the bank account, knowing what about a money I'm going to put into my house here coming up. But uh, I think I got to get on and get another box. These are amazing. So here's the deal. In, in case you've been in a, uh, in a uh, tornado bunker the last uh, 24 hours, uh, this cigar went on sale today exclusively at Atlantic Cigar. Um, Paul uh, at Atlantic is one of our Best buddies, super cool. And man, they handled this sale so perfectly. The server did not melt down. Anybody who wanted to buy could just buy. If you use, um, at the last minute, Paul was like, hey, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a coupon code up for Dojo guys. So if you use coupon code Dojo10, you get 10% off plus free shipping. So that's like, that's basically like $20 off just right there. Um, if you want the link, it's on dojoverse.com. It's at the very top. You can find it and grab yourself a box of these. We're going to be talking a, a lot about this cigar um, as we start the show. But uh, we're going to give you guys the chance to win tonight something really, really special. And I'm going to talk about this early in the show, Omar, so that people can do it if they want to. So here's, here's how it's going to work. We're going to talk about Afterburner tonight. But um, we're going to allow you to have a chance to win something that almost nobody in the world has. And um, here's how it's going to work. If you're watching the show tonight, and if you purchase a box of Afterburner during the show, during this show, not from today, but right now for the next hour, and you post your proof of purchase on dojoverse.com with hashtag afterburner. Scott, you're going to be watching yep, this, right? Yep, I'm on dojoverse.com right now. So if you if you do that, that's an entry. Let's say you, you purchase five boxes. That'll be five entries. If you purchase one box, that'll be one entry. But it, you have to do it during the show, and you have to prove that you did it during the show. So Scott will be paying attention to that. And show special. And we will pick one random winner that buys a box of Afterburner during this show. And Omar, tell the people what this one random winner is going to have a chance to what they will win if they are picked. Yes. So uh, we just did the official release of the uh, Fratello Lunar, which is uh, which we did it uh, at basically two stores in the entire U.S. So nobody else has a cigar, but um, whoever uh, wins, it's going to get. One of uh, the very exclusive uh, Fratello Lunar Cameroon blend, which is a cigar that has going to have 15 cigars in here. 
And basically, it's an absolutely gorgeous, beautiful smoke, um, full of flavor, medium body, very rich. And obviously, you're buying a piece of history at some point. I mean, you're going to be getting a piece of history on this because obviously, as you can see, we uh, partner with Intuitive, Machine, Intuitive Machines, uh, which is basically the guys that are um, going to be landing the next uh, the Nova Seal uh, capsule in uh, the South Pole of the Moon. And uh, they also agreed to put the Fratello logo on it as well. So. Yeah, 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 for your boy. Wow. And that so is uh, you're going to get uh, this amazing cigar. So, one lucky winner tonight will win that. Um, and to enter again, all you have to do is uh, purchase one of the afterburner boxes. Uh, make sure to use coupon code DOJO10 if you want your 10% off from free shipping. Um, and then we'll, we'll collect the people that did that. We'll pick a random winner. I'm telling you guys right now, if you bought a box earlier today, uh, when the sale went, you're going to want more than one box. This cigar is absolutely phenomenal. And I want to start the show, Omar, tonight by talking about, before we talk about the box and how special the box is for Afterburner, um, let's start by talking about the cigar. This cigar has been essentially two years in the, in the works. Um, yeah. when, when we first talked, I think it was, uh, early, or it was late summer of, not this last late summer, but the summer before that, we started talking about doing this cigar. And yeah. you had said at the time, hey, we've got some bales of tobacco that are, are super rare. We can't, do a, we can't do a complete release on these because there's just not enough of this tobacco. Um, but there's enough that maybe we could do 3,000 or so cigars. And yeah. so obviously me and Jordan's ears perked up and – we're like, all right, let's let's try it. You sent us some blends, a, a few different blends. Yeah. Uh, the first blend that we got, we liked, but we weren't sure if the wrapper was going to be um, uh, hearty enough. Um, and then you yeah. sent us some other blends, and eventually we came up with this blend, which is, like Scotty said, it's it's cashews. It's got a super clean finish. Um, there's a really awesome floral note to this cigar, Omar. Mm -hmm. So, Omar, I want you um, to go ahead and explain to folks about the actual creation of the cigar itself. Yeah. So, um, it's you know, you got great memory, man. We did. We, we remember talking about this when we were at the uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. And it was like for us, it was uh, it was it was a matter of trying to figure something that because when we had this conversation, I was thinking how can we be different from uh, every single other release that you guys have done? Um, and how can, you know, Fratello have a, uh, a big impact in the dojo? And so uh, it was, it was a no brainer to utilize some of these tobaccos that, um, that, uh, that we were sitting on some of these bales for the longest, longest time. Um, we, uh, we ended up working with Tabacalera La Isla on this and, um, uh, we one of the one of the very unique things that I feel is coming out of this particular blend is not only the profile of like, you know, I get a lot of roasted notes, a, a lot of roasted nuts on this, and is to me, it's just the the finish on this blend is is it screams age. It just screams that you will be able to tell that this cigar has been aging and the tobacco has been aging for a long time just because of the flavor and the profile of the cigar. Um, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, we, we went back and forward multiple times. We went back and forward on, uh, on, 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 on a blend that, uh, that I personally thought was fantastic, but 
you guys felt like it needed a little bit more of that hearty, you know, more of that, you know, meatiness, more of that, uh, you know, a little bit bigger strength. And uh, and I think we 100% achieved it after multiple iterations of going back and forward with this. Now, great. The, you guys have a good product. The uh, well, appreciate that, Omar. You got you guys really did all the work. All we did was all we did was sit back and say, So you guys did all the hard work, all the hard lifting. I do appreciate that. Now, uh, Omar, you know, we're, we're come. Um, I don't want to uh, flavor Odyssey. Uh, this coming Wednesday is uh, an edition, Omar, where we talk about um, cigar wrapper types that you're really familiar with, but that are grown in a, a region that maybe isn't one that is always that way. Now, this particular wrapper kind of falls into that category because we're, we're all very, very familiar with Nicaraguan Corojo and we're all very familiar obviously with Honduran Corojo. Um, this one is, is sort of falls into that category of one that you don't hear yeah. about that often. Yeah. And that was to me what, what called my attention the most about it. Honestly, this is the first time I have ever worked with this, uh, with this rapper. And so for me, it was, uh, trying to, uh, trying to, you know, just make make something that was completely different from the rest of the stuff that I've ever done, period. And uh, again, you know, working with, you know, Bells of Tobacco that have over two to three years of aging, plus working with a rapper that is not common at all, um, at least for my company, we have never worked with this, uh, with this type of rapper. It was just, it was a pleasure to see, you know, it, it was a pleasure seeing evolve from where we started into, you know, two years ago to where we are right now. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, and I'm certainly not trying to, um, you know, uh, diss any other cigar company or whatever. But um, the 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 special releases that we do with the dojo, I just want to reiterate to the guys watching and and the girls watching. We spend years trying to give you guys a unique experience. Like these aren't something that we call up Omar and we're like, hey. You know, let's throw out a cigar in a couple months and you find some cigars that you already have aging and we just throw them out. Like we work on these for a really, really long time so that it's a unique experience. And I think this cigar is going to be a unique experience for people. Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper, that's just one you don't hear about. But talk about the, the rest of the blend as well and 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 what sort of brings this whole cigar together to make a really tasty experience. Yeah, so we used uh, we used the Jalapa binder, uh, Nicaragua Jalapa binder on the cigar, and then uh, the you know the, the the composition of the filler is again these bales of tobacco that I was sitting on for a little while now, and that uh, that I had the you know opportunity to basically acquire a couple of years back, um, because I'm always looking for things that that you know I can bring to the consumers that can that can challenge their palate and can actually challenge mine as well. I mean, I I, I you know I have one of my one of my personal favorite blends in the Fratello, uh, you know, family of cigars is the Fratello Naveta. And I feel like that cigar every single year, man, it gets, it just gets better. And it's that aging is that tobacco is the, it's just, it's, it's prime for that. So for me, it's about, it's about bringing the consumer something different. And man, I, I'll tell you this, you cannot hit the nail in the head, any, 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 you, you squared it on that because I'll tell you this, the biggest issue that I have, that I find when it comes to blending, it's, it's not just one cigar that we're working on. We're working with like 
10, 15, 20 different cigars at a time. And uh, sometimes it can get a little convoluted. So, but this was such a special project for me that, um, that it, it was, it was, it was always in the front, in the front of my mind. And obviously you and I, um, you know, we, we communicated back and forth quite a bit on this. So um, I'm incredibly, incredibly happy with the result. I think anybody who gets their hands on this, they will see exactly what we're talking about. It, it, it's uh, it, it never fails, man. People will see the effect of a few years um, of the, of a cigar in the making for sure. I think one of the cool things, Omar is, in factories all over um, Nicaragua and Honduras and the DR, there's there's tobacco that is amazing tobacco, but you really can't do anything with it because it, you, you can't make a cigar that um, is going to be a regular line that features this really weird, aged, cool, fun, delicious tobacco if you only have a few bales of it. So what do you do? Cannot. You know, what do you do with this? this tobacco that you have that you really want people to try because you love it and you know it's delicious but you can't make a regular production out of this is sort of like the 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 perfect storm where you can take that those bales that you've been wanting to sort of share with the world and do something with it projects like these this is it and uh and quite honestly i don't have that many projects that uh that we're producing you know two to three thousand cigars uh and so it, it it does become a challenge because you really want to put it into motion. I can never replicate the cigar. It's impossible. I'll tell you right now, there is no way I can replicate the cigar. Um, and it's and it, and it has to do with a lot of components, but mostly when you have this beautiful tobacco that you that I've been sitting on for you know a few years, and all of a sudden you expose it and then you you burn it, you 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 try it at puro grado so that you can understand how that is smoking. And I'm telling you, I've tried this at puro grado, which basically means that you grab the tobacco and you roll it um, just the tobacco in it by itself, and you try to taste each component of the of the of the leaves so that you know what's kind of going in. And in two years, that tobacco also uh, uh, changed on uh, uh, the profile on it. It just became silkier, smoother. And, uh, and I think the combination with this Ecuador uh, Corojo just brings a lot of, just brings a nice spice in the back end, plus that sweetness and that, and that caramel that I feel kind of like in the front end of my palate. I think it's, it's wonderful. Like I, this is my fourth cigar t- uh, today. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll on this, man. I think it's I think it's phenomenal. I think people are gonna enjoy this. Plus, uh, not only that, folks, but um, with all Corojo tobacco, um, it has a natural uh, slight salty. Note. Some to, some Corojo has a, a strong salty note. You get like Aladino um, Corojo. It's very very salty, which I love. I love that note it, because the saltiness it, combined with the sweetness and then the spice. That's just a perfect combination. Salt, salty, sweet, spice. If you could just if if you could just do that with every possible cigar, that's really what you want. And this cigar is very yeah. subtly salty. It's not super salty like maybe like an Aladino or maybe a, a Camacho um, Corojo, but it it does have that little little bit of salt just to kind of like yeah. give you that um, uh, Asian food sort of vibe to it. So uh, I think people are gonna really dig this the smoking yeah. experience. Yeah, I agree 100%. All right, so then um as it all started uh with the project with Omar, he was uh like, you know, hey, we should do something and and I was like, yeah, we'd love to do something with you. What could we do? You know, da da da, da. and you talked about the bales of tobacco that you had. This is 2 years ago. 
And we were excited about that. And then we started thinking like, okay, like what's the cigar going to be, you know, like what, how are we going to market it? What's, what's going to be called and all those types of things. And you and I, we have this, uh, history and Jordan as well. That is, ha- has some uh, tie-ins. And one of the tie-ins is that you are famously known for working with NASA, um, back in the day. Uh, uh, and we, um, Jordan and I, uh, my father, Jordan's grandfather, uh, also worked for NASA and he, uh, it was, was, Way back in the day, he was an illustrator. And what they would do back then, Omar, this is before AI, this is before CAD, this is before CGI. Like the guys at NASA would say, hey, we're thinking about uh, developing this type of spaceship or this type of rocket or whatever. And to visualize uh, what there was in their mind, they would go to my dad. And my dad would, would draw... Uh, what they were thinking about in their minds. So there's my pop right there. And uh, that's Martin Marietta, which is the largest, uh, at the time, largest contractor for uh, NASA. And so he did tons of these drawings. We have a, our family has a binder this thick of his drawings. And so we decided, hey, let's, let's combine that because Omar has a NASA background and we'll come up with something that uh, sort of, you know, uh, celebrates all that work that he did back in the day. And so we came up with some, uh, some of his drawings and we'll show some of these. So check this out, Omar. This is an early design of a multi-manned, uh, space re-entry vehicle. Now this would have been probably at the, um, at the front of what we would think of maybe as the space shuttle. Now, yeah, Omar, the, the, cool, the cool thing about this is back then, they didn't know the parts and pieces that were going to be in this. They just said, this is the kind of thing that it's, it's going to be kind of like that. So he would just have to like totally visualize that and just draw it. And I remember him telling me at the time that he would put like car parts, you know, like (laughs) he would draw in like car parts and some of these things and, and things that he, that he knew a compressor there. I think there's like a little compressor at the very front of that right there. And so he would just draw that in because it was really just a visual visualization of the project. Let's go to the next one, Jordan. We'll show a few of these. This is a, uh, uh, these are called cutaways. And so the cutaway uh, is basically to show you what's inside the vehicle and what's outside the vehicle. Obviously, on this one, um, they could let, sort of like there's some like grabber type things at, that were out front where they could maybe grab. These engineers like, had some crazy ideas. They did. They had some crazy <laughs> ideas. And um, here's a, a, a regular. I think this is one of the uh, Apollo rocket early designs of the mm-hmm. Apollo uh, rocket that he had done. And check this one out. I think somewhere in here. Detailed. I think somewhere in here there's a car engine, a race car a engine, of, car engine yes, right? <laughs> of some sort. That he would put in here, but um, they're so interesting. Now, this one in particular, guys, this is one of the earliest drawings of what the space shuttle was going to be. Because the whole idea with the space shuttle, which you know, Omar, was we want a vehicle that can go up into space and then eventually land back on Earth and then be able to go again. And so that was one of the very first drawings of what a space shuttle. Uh, would be like that's amazing right like i mean it doesn't look that different now check this out this is if they had some sort of aircraft carrier in I think space. the other one actually looked a little bit like that blackbird you know what i mean that yeah Lockheed right SR-70 yeah 70 phone yeah, you know, uh-huh. had that that previous one has a lot of like uh it's very it's got some similarities to it. it's very it's actually i saw it i was like damn 
<laughs> and so uh, we'll go through a couple more of these real quick. Uh, here's here, that you can see here. There's like a booster falling mm -hmm. away. Okay. Uh, the booster is, um, you know, what gets you up into space, and then that falls away. Um, so yeah, these are the, here's a uh, what what guys might have sat in in a uh, a little connector piece that would have gone between like uh, in the International Space Station type of a situation where they would go from. Yeah from the um, spaceship itself into like the International Space Station, that kind of thing. So what we decided to do, Omar, was, and you, your team did such a good job with this, um, we came up with the name Afterburner. Now, Afterburner is a part of a rocket. Um, uh, the Afterburner uh, shoots fuel into the, uh, into the, maybe you can explain this better than me, uh, Omar, I'm not sure, but. Give it a shot, give it a shot, give it the, to the, <laughs> An Afterburner, uh, you have a rocket engine, which is, 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 is burning the oxygen and the fuel, creating thrust. And then at the end, the very end of the, the thrust part, they shoot more fuel into there to burn about 50% more of the, the fuel and oxygen, which gives it about 50% more thrust. <laughs> And so Afterburner just sounded like a great name because cigars, burner, burning, burning cigars, Afterburner. And so we sent you guys the images and you guys made this really cool box, which features these graphics on it. And Omar, talk about this box. It's really cool because it's completely wrapped. Like you don't see this very often. Like, yeah, no, we, uh, we definitely went above and beyond on this box, too, because we, we we didn't just want the box to have, again, like your, the designs of your of your father were so unique to me that we needed that we, we figured out a way to like kind of like minimize some of the images um, so that people can appreciate more of the details. Right. So there was so much right that um, was involved with the design that I said, I just told the guys, I, I want the entire box. I don't want just like a little portion on the side and see how it goes. I want the back as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want the whole thing completely covered with this designs. It's just because it will allow people, I mean, this is honestly, I, I see this as a collector's items, you know, quite honestly, because it does have so it has it has the background of obviously you know your father as you know producing something like this way back in the day when this was there was nothing that we have as we have available today to be able to you know put a drawing together and still the vision the individualization of every single thing i just needed to have it um literally everywhere i even actually told the guys as to show you um i told the guys i wanted the inside as well and they said omar I, we can't do it man it's too much <laughs> we're gonna spend the entire uh you, you know too, too many man hours and whatnot i was like fine fine i'll let you go on that one but everything else for me it needed to be completely covered with uh with that art i consider it 100 percent art so the the box itself is sort of a collector piece it's a bit of um aerospace history um yeah, things have changed a lot since um, my dad was doing this, but but now you can sort of own a little piece of that um, in your collection. And I know that I've had people. Uh, my sister, my sister told me today, Omar. She was like, she's like, I don't, I don't smoke cigars. I don't want cigars, but I really, really want that box, you know. Right. And so I said, Hey, once I once I I smoke through one, I'll send you. Oh, you, you got to make her by the box. Come I, on. I, 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 I told her I'd send her. A, we'll hook so, her up this time. We'll hook her up. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, like you'll be able to save this box as a collector piece. It's literally a piece of history that 
that yeah. um, has sort of been forgotten by time, you know? Yeah. I agree 100%, man. All right, folks. So uh, remember, you can enter tonight's contest to win one of the new lunar um, uh, boxes that Omar is so generously going to give away. All you have to do is buy a box of Afterburner right now on Atlantic Cigars um, and post your proof of purchase uh, on the dojoverse.com. Uh, Scotty and Matt are checking out uh, who's doing that, and we'll pick a random winner at the end of tonight's show. Until then, let's get into tonight's commercial, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands, such as Romeo y Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines, such as the Jew Estate Nightshade, or the limited edition Cigar Dojo Perdomo Champagne, baby. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. This is episode 382 of Smoke Night Live. We are chatting with none other than Omar De Frias from Fratello Cigars, talking some afterburner. We're also going to be talking in the next couple minutes about some of uh, the other stuff that's going on with uh, Fratello. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on with Fratello right now. And um, so we're going to talk about that um, just coming up right now after the break. Make sure to grab a uh, box of Afterburner, uh, post your proof of purchase, and you're going to be entered to win a box of Lunar from Fratello. Omar, you got so much going on right now at Fratello. Um, First of all, Let's talk a little bit about uh, Sorello. Is that Sorella? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Sorella? Yeah, Sorella. T- tell folks about what's going on with that. So uh, we, we released the, uh, the Fratello Sorella um, about, uh, you know, three, four years ago. And it was part of a fresh pack that we had built. And we wanted the consumer to give us, like, an idea of which blends they, uh, they particularly wanted. Um, you know, to be launched, and uh, we got an enormous amount of responses back uh, to people wanting the in the U.S. specifically. People wanted the the Arlequin really bad. We only gave them one choice. They loved them both, but they only we only gave them one choice. And uh, and overwhelming guys, it was just like the Arlequin was a no brainer. Obviously, top six cigar in the dojo of 2020, and so we definitely got. Um, you know, we've gotten a lot of press and a lot of, uh, a lot of our retailers definitely support this brand like crazy. Uh, but we, we, I kind of like, I was left with the impression that I think the Sorella would have been one of those cigars that, you know, could have also had its own niche. It's just, it was not a medium to full body, medium plus body cigar like the Fratello Arlequin was. It was more like a mild to medium, um, in, 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 you know, to me, it was more like a mild to medium blend. And um, and when I went overseas, it was everywhere, man. Everywhere overseas was like, we want the Sorella, Sorella, Sorella. So we launched it for like an overseas account. So we put it in Spain, we put it in Germany, we put it in, uh, uh, in Norway, we put it in, you know, uh, Australia, New Zealand. And so a lot of people got, um, you know, to try the cigar internationally. And so at this point, I was like, I wanted the U.S. back to kind of like, you know, see what, basically see what they were missing with this blend. And uh, we're officially bringing it back uh, to the U.S. Uh, this uh, at PCA. So 
at the Premium Cigar Association, this trade show. It's going to be in, a, in about a week and a half. Jesus, it's so fast. That's why you guys see me so exhausted. It's because literally I've been working 20 plus hours <laughs> one day here, one day there. It's just been it's been insane. But um, we're excited about the Sorella. So when you guys get a chance to try this, you'll see exactly what I mean. So uh, that cigar, the wrapper on that is what? It's an Ecuadorian wrapper uh, on this cigar. We use an Ecuadorian uh, um, Ecuadorian wrapper. Uh, we use tobacco from Nicaragua on the filler. We use Peruvian tobacco as well. We use an Indonesian binder on it. And so uh, this is uh, this is one of those this is one of those blends that I think when when people when people get a chance to get their hands on it. Um, they'll be incredibly surprised of how well and how clean of a finish the cigar has. So for me, it's, it's, it's going to be an incredible addition right now. We're only releasing it in a six by 50, uh, Toro. So, uh, so, uh, yeah, just make sure you talk to your tobacconist because I think this is going to be rolling out pretty strongly, um, in the next couple of weeks. All right. Fantastic. And then, um, obviously we got to get into we talk we do a have a lot of things going on don't we we yeah. have like <laughs> i think we went crazy with fratello this year yeah anniversary you know what i mean we needed to make sure that we gave the people you know some different things things that we have been working on in the past and now obviously now they're uh we're, we're, we're pushing through but there is quite a bit uh, to talk about with fratello for sure yeah first of all congratulations on 10 years that's impressive uh most cigar uh companies are happy to get to five years this is your uh this is your 10th year in the industry did you ever imagine it would be uh you'd, be, you'd still be cranking in 10 years when you started swear to god man i uh you know i it's funny i'm not gonna lie i feel like this is like uh you know although i'm celebrating 10 years i i feel like we've really been in business for about six and the, and the reason i say that i mean is it because as an entrepreneurship like and everybody knows this i was working for 40 years in that time at nasa at the same time as i was selling cigars and doing events it kind of didn't seem like it because i was like pushing it like crazy and and, and 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 we were growing the brand uh non-stop but the moment that i stepped out of nasa was the moment where i really kind of like it was it was more of like uh you know you know come to jesus kind of situation where i i left the agency and i was thinking there's no way that i'm not going to be able to like you know double my sales double my growth it's going to be insane because uh, i left in, at the end of 2016 right and uh, uh i never say that uh, it's it's not common for me to you know, go back and say, man, I really wish I didn't, I hadn't done this or that. But uh, when I, uh, when I left NASA, I kind of figured out how much the government pays in government benefits. And uh, January, my sales were the exact same as they were the year before. In February, they were the exact same as they were the year before. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell did I just do? I just quit a $200,000 year job with great benefits to basically sell cigars and sell the same. So I kind of lost my mind in March, and I, I really pushed through uh, to kind of get a different uh, a different flow uh, going forward. But it's uh, it's celebrating ten years, man. It's uh, it's definitely scum with a lot of uh, of heartaches and a lot of great joy. But the one thing that never fails to 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 amaze me is people that I meet. Like yesterday, I was having an event uh, um, at Tabacology here in uh, in Virginia, and a gentleman approached me and said. Hey man, how you doing? And I'm like, I, I don't remember the dude at all. Like I'm trying like 
place him. It's like, oh, no, no, I met you like five years ago. You were having an event at this other store. And I'm like, like, really, you remember this kind of thing? And all of a sudden, the guy pulls up a picture. And I'm like, damn, I have done it. Too fat. I need to lose 20 pounds, like, ASAP. <laughs> but it is a joy, man. It is a joy. to, to, to It is definitely a milestone for sure. Yeah, and so let's talk about uh, the Lunar Project because uh, there's a lot more yeah. to it than um, than what we've already yes. mentioned. Uh, this is a really special uh, project for you. Um, yeah. the, the 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 dress boxes are amazing, and there's sort of a couple options. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, Lunar and how that uh, uh, what it's all about. Yeah. So uh, again, man, it, it, it's always incredible to me how when we talk about when projects have started, like when we started the Afterburner was two years ago, this was almost three, almost three years ago. Uh, I got a call from, uh, from Steve Altmus and uh, um, he used to be the, when I was at NASA, he used to be the chief engineer uh, for Houston, which is, if you guys know a little bit about, you know, basically how a technical organization works, if you are the chief engineer, you are basically the master of it all. It's like the biggest organization at NASA, especially in Houston, a lot of things happening, biggest budget in the entire organization. And so a very influential position. And he was the chief engineer, especially, um, unfortunately as well, during the, uh, the Columbia accident. So uh, he was tasked to, you know, recreate the entire, uh, um, you know, uh, Columbia, disaster unfortunately and so that gave him a lot of experience ended up being uh, the deputy director for for nasa johnson space center he um he left nasa in i think it was i want to say about 2011 2012 something like that and he started intuitive machines with one goal uh, he wrote on a napkin that he wanted to go back to the moon but he wanted to go back to the moon to you know, uh, discover new areas. So before now, we're going to the South Pole of the Moon with this, you know, the, this mission, and um, and that's an area that we haven't that we had not touched upon uh, before. And so we want to know what the temperatures, what the situation is, the telemetry, you know, uh, learn the most that we possibly can. And so he ended up uh, earning the actually three of the planetary lunar landing missions from NASA. He ended up getting all three contracts from the agency, and so. You know, fast forward 10 years later, he's also celebrating 10 years um, in his business. Uh, he hit me up and said, I would love to have something that I can celebrate, you know, that's incredible success and the, and the, you know, the launch of the first time that NASA and the United States is going back to the moon after 50 years. And so wow. obviously I was humbled with this because, you know, not only are we talking about, you know, you know, part of history, right? And we're talking you know, having being being involved in just observing the mechanics, the beauty, that the fact that every single thing on this um, on this machine is done by hand. Every bolt, every single thing is done by 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 hand and uh, and manufactured um, at this you know in Houston. So um, I toured the facilities about a month and a half ago, and um, and it really is an you know something impressive. So there's about seven seven or so instruments that are coming in into this mission. Um, you know some that are you know classified, some that are just you know even Columbia outfitters you know outwards using this mission to not only to utilize some of their fabrics and see how that affects. And that fabric is affected in specific situations, you know, as the as the 
Nova C obviously goes into into the moon. Um, but it's um, it's it's a fact finding mission. It's all about research, right? And so I was humbled, man. I, I you know I wasn't expecting what he told me, um, which he gave me the good news this year. I just did something that if that I was very passionate about. I want to give it. I wanted to give him, and 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 I wanted to give this mission something truly celebratory. I think this Cameroon cigar. We launched two blends within. I launched a Cameroon and a Connecticut blend with it. And, and honestly, I think they are absolutely drop-dead gorgeous blends. We've been working on them for over three years, guys. So think about the <clears throat> think about the time spent. Think about the, the hours worked. Think about the moments of, you know, smoking blends. You know, uh, uh, you know, just, you know, let's be clear. It's not that hard. It's part of the best parts of the job is actually <laughs> to smoke the cigars. But um, this is this was something that he ended up, after he saw what we did with the um, with the design and the cigar, because he was my number one person to actually say, I want you to not only like, I want you to love this cigar. And so we went over 30, 40 different iterations of multiple of these blends, and we ended up choosing um, this this cigar. The um, the final thing was like Omar, do you mind if I um, if I get your logo so that we can you know put it as part of the mission and uh, and attach it to the capsule that's going to go to the moon? And I'm like you know at this point I'm like I don't even know to start crying or just start throwing myself in the floor because I mean come on bro who the hell else has this logo that's going to be landing in the moon and it's going to be there for a billion years? Come on. So that is amazing. Uh, very, now very there's stuff, there's a, there's a bigger dress box as well, right? Yeah, yeah, we have uh, a bigger dress box out on the other side, but I'll try to bring it a little bit later uh, to show people. But it's uh, you know what? Let me just do it right now. What the hell? Yeah, you know, let's, let's take a look baby. at it. It's a dojo. Let's take a look at it, right? Here he goes. So um, check this out. This is the uh, boom. This is the the actual humidor. So you guys can take a look at, uh, you know, some of the details that went, you know, through um, for this. And this is a old Dominican Salomon that we are doing at the La Aurora factory with Manoli Noah. And so um, it, it literally mimics the uh, the, the lunar lander. So uh, it's incredible. I, he actually gave me, just like you did, he actually gave me, which is all proprietary information, as you can imagine, uh, all of the drawings and everything for this so that we can actually do the best job we could to uh, to come up with this. And now, how 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 many of those are there and how can people get their hands on that thing? Yeah. So uh, so we produced uh, we produced 200 of them um, and uh, probably about 25 to 40 of these are going to go, um, you know, for the celebration of when, you know, we land on the moon. So people are going to be able to get their access, access to it to about 125 to 135 of these humidors. So it's not a massive amount. Um, so we are going to be featuring at the trade show. So people get a chance to see it and they get a chance to smoke it. But, um, you know, quite honestly, we've already pre-sold half of the entire production of the lunar, um, of the lunar lander. So the people that are coming into the trade show are going to be able to get it, you know, if they, uh, you know, depending on the order and what they do, they'll be able to get their hands on these. So this should be rolling out about July time frame. Speaking of the trade show, uh, we're only a couple weeks away, Omar. Um, us at the dojo, we're sort of uh, mentally preparing for that. Uh, the, uh, the heat of July in Vegas, <laughs> which should be fun. Um, 
Are you all ready for the, sh- the show? You, you ready to go? Listen, every single trade show, man, it's like this is Super Bowl, right? It's a Super Bowl time for us, right? So we um, we, we, we prepare, um, you know, eight, ten months in advance. And and still we're like, do we do we? Were, were we going to do this? <laughs> so somebody submit the, the paperwork for that. Did we get the, it is every single year. I feel like I'm organizing myself so much better. And still it's just, it's impossible when it comes to, to, um, to a trade show of this magnitude. Um, it, it's, it's, there's so many, so many details. Well, you guys know, you guys have been there a hundred times. So um, tell them your experience so, you know, people can kind of get a chance to understand a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, this year we, we're going to take a different strategy than we've done in the past. We're not going to do a lot of live uh, stuff, maybe yeah. no live stuff, uh, but we're going to, we're going to cover it in a, a sort of a different way. Try to, try to be unique. And, uh, but yeah, it takes, uh, it takes a ton of planning and figuring out what exactly, how you're going to handle things. And you start doing, you start figuring it out in, I don't know, March, early March. And then, um, then you yeah. feel like when it's right now, you feel like, Oh God, we're, we're two weeks away. We're not even halfway ready yet. So we're sort of the same as you in that regard, Omar. But, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see you there. Yeah. Uh, I want to see the, I want to see the lunar in person. I can't wait to see that thing in yeah. person. It's going to be amazing. Um, Omar, is sick. yeah, I mean, it looks amazing just by, just by what you've shown us tonight on the show. But, um, uh, last chance, folks, um, if you want to get in to win a, uh, a special box of Lunar, you got to buy a box of Afterburner right now. Post your proof of purchase on Dojoverse.com. And Scotty and Matt, I think Scotty uh, snuck out. He was He's probably looking for uh, – there he comes. He's coming back. They're going to pick a winner at the end of the show. <clears throat> Omar, I got some personal questions for you. We're going to go personal. Ooh. We're going to get personal with you. The okay, last part okay. of the show here before we pick our winner, uh, and... I got, I got five, I've got five questions for you, my friend. Now, if, if you guys have watched the show before and you've seen Omar, he's a very opinionated character. So we decided we'd ask him some sort of personal questions to see what, see, Go see ahead. what Omar is, <laughs> is all about. Who um, this guy is? My first question to you, Omar, about getting personal is. Would you have gotten on that submarine to go down to see the Titanic? Now, I mean, not knowing what we know now, just like this, if you hadn't known. If you hadn't known that, the, it's very sad. I mean, let's. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Obviously, it's very sad. Five lives lost, yeah. and I'm not certainly not making light of that uh, at all. Um, but knowing, not knowing what we know now, would you be the type of guy to take on a? a mission such as that and get in a, a submarine that was basically made at home Depot. Would you have, have done that? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> the, the reason for that is very, very simple. As a matter of fact, it's like, listen, man, I'm a six foot nine guy. Bro. Can you imagine <laughs> all this thing? You like in this submarine. <laughs> People get weird with me when I get into an elevator, bro. Like, no, no, no. I do not need to have like this body frame, 320 pounds, all the way down in the deep sea. If I can, if you can show me, you know, this whole thing in a nice, you know, 65, 71 inch TV, I am a happy dude, man. But going all the way down, encapsulated, all six foot nine of me does not work. I was saying, Omar, when me and Jordan were talking about this in the studio, 
the other day when we didn't know at the time what had actually happened. And the, the thought was maybe they're just on the bottom of the ocean and they're, Oof. and they're, you know, scariest thing. They don't know. have much oxygen left. Now it turns out that it probably didn't matter. They didn't even know what happened. Like they'd imploded yeah. and they, they died instantly. So in a way that's a merciful that is a death, that but is a merciful they, death. The, 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 for me, I am a claustrophobic dude. Oof. I, I, can't even imagine. I don't. I. I don't even think I could have sat in that thing more than twenty minutes just on the shore. Like I, I really. <laughs> I mean, thinking about the, uh, the just the just the fact that they, you know, when it, the news first came out and it came out as the fact that they were lost and stuff like that. Just like thinking, there's no way no one's gonna get you, right? right. You're in the you're in the ocean right here. You're like a needle in a haystack, impossible to find you, and you have and you know you got like, you know, five hours to live. Like, it, I don't even know. I don't even have words for this, man. What would you What would you have been doing in that last five hours? It depends on the amount of space. It depends on the amount of space. the guys? <laughs> I would have taken my, I would have taken this wrap off and just relax and stretch my legs. That's probably. What I would have <laughs> you think they allow cigars down there? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. No, I would go no. into space over that any day. Like, yeah, yeah, I would. Kind too. of similar, but like at least yeah. in space, I don't feel so claustrophobic. I like how you were like, do you think that they'd allow cigars down there when you're dying trapped at the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know. They don't I know. brought one down there. Well, now we have a, well, now Protoa has an in on the next, on the next lunar mission. Who knows? Maybe we'll put a, the first cigar up in the moon. Uh, and, uh, then we'll, and then we'll pick it up a notch right there. Yeah. All right. Next question for you, Omar. Um, this this one is uh, this one's gonna say a lot about you, and I I sort of feel like I know the answer to it, but I don't really for sure because I I always get a different answer when I ask this question. Can you Omar drive a manual transmission vehicle? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Dominican baby, you know we, we, we start <laughs> with donkeys. You know what I mean? We start with donkeys, bro. We're like, oh, we're like, oh my god, did I just get a car? What? You know what I mean? We're taking public transportation from one location to another. Like Dominican Republic is such a unique country that you just don't go like uh, on, you know, like on a bus. Like yeah, those buses and stuff like that, but the major point of transportation we call them carros públicos, which is public transport, public cars, right? And so, but they go north, south, and then east, west. That's it. And so you have, to, if you're going to go from this location and you got to go northeast, you got to take one car that's going to drop you right here, and then another car that's going to drop you right over here, right? So, imagine six foot nine. At this point, I was like 16, 17 years old. I was probably six five, six six, right? which is nobody is in the Dominican Republic, as you can imagine. So getting into one of these cars and waiting for the guy to actually stop so that they can put you inside the car because nobody will ever stop for me, right? <laughs> I would have to hide behind a pole and do like this. Can you please stop? And then all of a sudden he runs and open the bar, open the door, get in. So close the door and the guy would be like, get out of here. You're too big. You're too fat. And I'm like, I'm not fat. I'm just big. So, but they couldn't fit anybody else, right? After you fit me, they couldn't fit only probably one more person. And so, um, you know, hell yeah. I drive a manual shit. When's the last time Omar, you drove a manual transmission vehicle? 
Actually, I uh, my manual transmission car, I had a car in Puerto Rico. It was, uh, and this is going to be even crazier. I had a Mitsubishi Mirage, okay? I'm telling you, this is probably the smallest car you can ever think of. I, But it was a two-door car that I basically put the seat all the way to the back, right? And I would look at people basically on the, on like the back window. Like that was kind of like where it would be like where I would see most people, right? So that was a manual transmission car. Omar, that car is literally the size of you. How did you even get <laughs> exactly. into that thing? I'm amazed you even well, had a seat. You just sat in the back, took the front seat out, yeah. sat in the back. It was a high tower moment for me, man. People right? did not believe me that it was lit, like you could you could not sit behind me. It was impossible, right? Like the entire seat, I would just basically <laughs> just recline all the way back to try to see if we can. People would look at me from like this small little window from the back seat. Insane, but you know that's what we had money for at that time, man. Now we drive something a little bit different. Yeah, for for me, I I grew up driving a manual transmission. I had a '66 yeah. uh, lowered VW Bug, so like I knew I can drive manual transmissions. Amazing, I love it. But I haven't driven yeah. one in maybe 30 years or so, Omar. And then when we yeah, went to Costa Rica fun. just recently, a couple months ago. Jordan and I got rental cars down there. Oh, yeah. And we got in the rental car and we didn't realize <laughs> that's all they have down there is manual <laughs> transmission cars. And so like I had to just quickly, you know, as I'm pulling out of the rental car place, I'm like, oh God, I gotta remember how to do this. But it kind of came, it was sort of like it, riding it a bike. It comes back really quick. Yeah. yeah, it comes back really quick. I actually I actually like it. It's fun. I don't know if I would Oh yeah. I don't know if I would you feel um, like you're driving. You yeah, feel like you're, you're driving. Yeah. You're connected with the transmission yeah. and the engine and like you know, the power is definitely much different with that. 100%. That's a good point. All right, Omar. Next question uh, about your personal life. Um, Love it. What it's temperature, uh, Omar, what temperature do you set your thermostat at at your house? 69. 69 like Classic. my cigars, baby. <laughs> I got a, I got a, uh, one of these Tempur-Pedic beds. And I, when I went to a purchase and the first thing I told the guy, I was like, listen, man, I'm a big dude. I sleep hot. I don't, <laughs> I, I need something that's like nice and breezy and you guys have a bad, Oh no, 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 sir. I remember there was a guy was from, you know, I don't know where it was like Arabic or something like, no, 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 sir. No problem. I got you. Come here. Come here. I'm going to show you right here. This Tempur-Pedic bed is a, it's a, it's a different memory, memory foam. And it's got this nice, beautiful thing. And I was like, Oh, so I can sleep on it. It's actually sleep cold. It's like, yeah, I'll say perfect. So I ended up getting it, and uh, after that, I ended up dropping the temperature probably from 60, 69 to about 67, <laughs> 68, <laughs> just to make sure. Do you and your Do you and your wife battle over the thermostat? No, no, no. So no wife, um, but um, we uh, we that's never been that never this never been an issue for me with uh, with uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff because I'm not the I'm not the hugger type man. Like I can you know if if you, if if I have a beautiful lady right next to me and we're gonna go to we're gonna go to get in bed, I'll give you a little hug and I gotta I gotta pull back I gotta pull back because it's too hot, man. I sleep hot. It's just this. I need the breeze. I need the breeze. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, what I do, I, I don't know if you do this too, Jordan, but I, I have a smart thermostat. So like oh, yeah. it's certain as the night goes on, Omar, I have it like lower and lower yeah, and lower. For some reason at three to four AM is boiling hot. You need it you need to drop yeah. it down to like sixty at, yeah, at that time. That's what I do. I don't know why. Yeah. All right. Next question uh for Omar here. 
Um, Omar, this is recently in the news. Um, how many Apple headsets do you plan to buy? They're only $3,500, Omar. How many of the Apple headsets are you going to buy? Listen, man, I don't need I don't need to have some sort of alternate reality you know, <laughs> being blown up in my face. With the, I, I'm living in an alternate reality right now, man. I just got to open up my eyes in the morning and go to sleep at night. It is my own alternate reality. There's no $3,500 box. You know, I'm not paying a single dime for that, okay? And my son already kind of hinted at the fact that, hey, you know, daddy, you know, what are your thoughts? It's like, I don't have any thoughts. The thoughts is that you're not going to get this. Or you're you're, you're going to pay it. I'm not going to pay $3,500 to have some sort of alternate reality and touch this over here and have so like, what's wrong with the TV? You know, like, you don't need to have some sort of gigantic TV right here. And like, maybe just watch it. Maybe just experience life a little bit more. I get a little heated with this kind of situations. I think that's what you're pushing me. You're pushing me. <laughs> you're pushing me, buddy. I know you. I know you. Now, you have to admit, no you have to admit, Omar, though, that the technology itself looks, it looks pretty cool. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to buy one. In fact, I guarantee you I'm not going to buy one. But the technology <laughs> itself is, it's pretty amazing. It Doesn't it seem like all of a sudden we're this at that the future at the, yeah we're in the future all of a sudden like when you see yeah. what they've done with that thing you're like oh my god we're literally this is like the jetsons or something yeah i mean i was more impressed actually when i saw the chat gpt man and uh <laughs> that i could draft an email with like you know <laughs> 0. 0.002 seconds and i'm like wait what the I don't have to wait like 20 minutes right now thinking the process. Is it coming across? The message is going to come across well. No, no, no. It was like draft wonderful email, welcoming a customer. Boom. Rocket. Like, yeah. like, this, this is like the best thing. Now, that kind of stuff, I do love. I'm not going to lie. I do love it. How do you do you, this whole there, song? A lot of talk, now. Omar, about AI and, and if it's a danger to us. Do you? Do you sense that it could be theoretically a danger to us? You're a smart guy. You've you've been in yeah in these worlds. The, the only thing that I honestly can tell you that is <laughs> that it, that concerns me about AI is the you know our children and the and the younger generation growing up in these kinds of things. You remember when people were like making you know a case about having a calculator, you know, and like how it's gonna you know, turn the kids into much dumber because they don't have to work through the process anymore. Yet we still were taught to work on those, you know, uh, the multiplication and, uh, right. and how you do the division and all these different things. And so my, my, my worry with AI is the, the, how much of a pacifier is going to be for the younger generation on, on, on stuff like this. And don't get me wrong. I love it, man. I think it's fantastic. But um, you know how easy it is to have one of these kids in a classroom and uh, tell ChatGPT to draft a particular, you know, uh, give you the response on XYZ problem. There's the, the, the problem that I'm having is how much more time are you dedicating to thinking right to like doing what your dad was doing way back in the day to put the put his mind into you know receiving data right and and and, and portraying it in a piece of paper mm. that requires it's not about just art it requires thought process it requires a level of intelligence that you know a lot of you know a lot of people honestly do not have and so the more of these tools that we keep on bringing I think it's taking us a little bit farther away from thinking. 
thinking, guys, is what I've been working right now in the past two years of my business. Is that we, we've exploded. We're, we doubled already. We're 45% up this year. And I think it's the only reason for the growth that we've had for Fratello is because I've instead of me spending time doing so many other things that were that were taking time from doing the one thing that I think everybody should do at least a few hours a day is just to think. Right. Spend time thinking. All right, folks, we got one last question for Omar, but before we do, you've only got one last chance to uh, enter in tonight's contest, uh, and you can do that by buying a box of Afterburner um, from Atlantic Cigars. Post your proof of purchase on Dojoverse.com, and you will be automatically entered in tonight's contest for a box of Lunar in a really, really cool-looking box. Um so this is it for you uh, folks out there. If you want to get in, you got to do it right now and hurry up because Scott is, I see him over there feverishly. He's tabulating. He's tabulating. So there's still a chance to enter. Uh, Omar, last question for you. Now, this is a bit of a, I have to sort of set this one up a bit. Um, I'm going to ask you not what your dream job is because you might be doing your dream job right now. What I'm yeah. going to ask you, Omar, is, what is your daydream job? And what that means is like a lot of people just think in the middle of the day when you're kind of working, you're slaving away and things are kind of getting you're stressed out and you and you're thinking, God, I just wished I was making donuts. And I just wished I was just I wish I was I, w- I, I just wish I was a baker somewhere and I'm just built. I'm just I'm just, you know, needing simple life, simple life, daydream job. Do you have something that you oftentimes think about like you know what like i could just be riding a donkey in a uh, in a farm somewhere that's a cool job um I'll, I'll ask, I do, I'll, while, you're thinking, while you're thinking about it real quick jordan i'm gonna ask you first so that omar can think about this jordan what is your daydream job mine is not as as like simple as that it's uh, i i feel like i could be a, a pilot like, oh. I could never actually do that, but like, <laughs> you know, like you know, I'm, maybe I'm just like crop dusting or something, you know, just tooling around in a little in a little plane. I feel like my my daydream job is if I was just a cook in an Italian restaurant. I'm just making spaghetti. I'm you know like just I don't have to think about anything. Somebody just comes back and says, "Oh, we need another order of." Uh, <laughs> We need another order of noodles. And, and I just, you say, you know, hey, look at it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Scotty, you got a daydream job? Brother, I am living my daydream job. Wow. No, that's Whoa. a cop-out answer. <laughs> no way, man. I run a mobile cigar lounge. Like I tell everybody at my events, I work two hours a day, the hour to set up and the hour yeah. to tear down. Other than that, I get to chop it up, smoke cigars, hang out with people, have a good time. I'm loving it. Matt, do you got a daydream job? Yeah, and it's relevant to the show. I've always wanted to be an astronaut. Wow. Ooh, so cool. All right. I like that one. I hope that the people on I Facebook and, and Twitter are given their daydream jobs. All right, Omar. 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 Homer. You're up, brother. What is your daydream job? Do you have one? Absolutely, man. I uh and this is this is from a very early on, man. I 
I want to run the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> yes, I love it. I do. I think I would. I would be. I would murder that job. I would murder that job. I'd be like running things. Like, no, let's get rid of this guy. This is not working. Let's go ahead and put LeBron on. This is. This is how we're going to manage the organization. I would be a beast at this job. So Jerry West, be careful, buddy, okay? Now, Omar, I got to tell you, I think they need you because our own Denver Nuggets just uh, swept the Lakers and then went on to win the world championship. So uh, did you follow that, Omar? What did you think of uh, Nikola Jokic in the uh, finals? Nah, I knew it. I knew it. I I, I even (laughs) called it with a buddy of mine. I was like, there's no way you can beat Nikola. This is this is impossible. This guy will not fail. Like it, it was every single game. Who who does that? Every single game, this guy was delivering. Like no. like who in the right minds? And so the support system that he had in the back end, the the, the fact that when 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 Miami when Miami beat uh, um, uh, the the Boston? Celtics, yeah. I was convinced. That it was going to be a four and one, and I texted one of my buddies, which is a big, uh, big uh, basketball fan too, and I was like, "Bro, listen to me right now, four and one. I'm telling you, by by the Denver, there's no way that nobody's going to beat them, man. But hell of a team, man. Hell of a hell of a season. You know what's crazy about Jokic? And I don't want to get on a basketball track, but he is not your average professional athlete. Like he's a different mm-hmm. character altogether. Different breed, man. Different breed for sure. I'm looking forward to seeing what this kid, the uh, the one that got uh, I can't pronounce his last name, the French kid that just got yeah. drafted number one. Uh, what what's the effect of having some of these guys? Because you're right. I mean, Nicolo is just going to be one of those. He's just like I don't care about this that much. I'm like, wait, what? What the yeah. hell is like? Who did you see? <laughs> but like, you know, dreaming of like, yeah, this is my family. Is the most is my family? No problem. There's this great, uh, <laughs> there's this great video, Omar, of the the celebration in the Nuggets locker room after the championship, and everybody, you know how they they put on the ski goggles and they're shaking the yeah. uh, champagne bottles and everybody's freaking out and they the pan they pan over to Jokic and he just takes the champagne bottle and he's just like. Mm. And that's it. He doesn't even care. It's just it's the weirdest thing. He doesn't care, man. People be losing their minds in that situation. Yeah, it's the, it is. It is. It's, he's, a, he's a different a different character. All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we are going to announce a winner. Scotty, have you been tabulating the entries? Um, and you have picked a random winner to win a box of Fratello Lunar specifically sent to you. By Omar himself. This is going to be incredible. Who is our lucky winner tonight, Scotty Brayband? We've got... All right. We picked it out. We are... The winner is... Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh, wait. Come on. Longest drum roll ever. That was really long. <laughs> that was long. I mean, I almost fell asleep Goodness. waiting for it. The winner is Jokers187. Jokers187. Oh, you are the winner. Wow. Congratulations. And thank you guys for uh, participating. Omar, I will get his um, shipping address and shoot that to you, and you can just send it directly to him. Beautiful. Um, appreciate you guys supporting us. Omar, Afterburner. Uh, 
Tell everybody one last time. They got to get their hands on this thing. Got to do it, guys. This is uh, honestly, this is a collector's piece. Uh, that's the way I see it. That's the way I approach this uh, this blend. Um, it's not only the story about the the cigar itself, but it's the combination of the story, um, you know, for the for the dress box as well. So we get your hands on these. There's only 300 that was made. Once they're gone, they're gone. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely make sure you have you buy a couple so you can try one and then keep the other for uh, for a special occasion. Omar, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be on Smoke Night Live tonight, my friend. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for the invite, man. I look forward to seeing you guys at the PCA, okay? Yeah, don't go away. All right, folks, Flavor Odyssey is this Wednesday. Now, I alluded to it earlier. Um, this Wednesday's show is what we're, what, we're get, what we're getting at is coming up with a, a really good cigar and drink pairing with the cigar, Jordan, that is wrapped in a wrapper that you don't normally think of. Uh, so we're doing a four-week segment, Omar, on um, – emerging cigar trends one of them was big ring gauge cigars one of them was like uh crazy wrapped cigars like barber poles and, and even more intricately wrapped cigars last week was uh, connecticut over um, a maduro binder which seems to be sort of an emerging trend uh general just announced a cigar yesterday that has that um and so did um or no general uh, announced a uh connecticut shade honduran which was interesting with for next week but uh Paus- Postanier, 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 Postanier. They just announced a uh, Connecticut that's over Maduro. So there, there's a lot of emerging trends. And this week, Omar, we're doing cigars that have wrappers that are grown in a region that aren't you're not normally uh, used to it. For instance, the Ecuadorian Corojo of the Afterburner, or the Aladino Cameroon, which is interesting. Or you've got the uh, Alec Bradley Double Broadleaf, which is a Honduran Broadleaf. So what we're trying to do is find cigars that have a wrapper that's grown in a region that you're not used to that as the region. And so we'll be doing that Wednesday. So make sure to try to find a cigar that that you can smoke on Wednesday and then a cool drink pairing that you can do with that. Um, A week from tonight, Smoke Night Live, Omar, we're going to have Eric Bay of Black Starline Cigars. And he's going to be here in studio hanging out with us uh, at Dojo Studios, Get we, out of here. we can't wait to hang out with Eric. Uh, such a great dude um, from sh- the Chicago area, and he's been killing it, Jordan. Oh, I oh I forgot to ask. There was one audience question for Omar. Yeah. Are you going to uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest? I am. Oh. I'm back, baby. Yes. <laughs> you got to make sure you're here on Thursday night, baby. You got to make sure you're here on Thursday night. All right. So Omar will be here. Don't you guys deal. can't miss that. Um, so folks, uh, we're not going to end tonight. We, it's Friday night herf and it's the first Friday night herf of summer. We're going to be hanging out all night on dojoverse.com. We're going to be buying afterburners into the night and uh, we're going to be checking into our favorite cigars, doing some now playing and, uh, just having a fun time all night long on dojoverse.com. Remember folks until next week, never Never smoke smoke alone. alone. We'll see you next week. Listen, kid. I've been in the industry for 33 years and I've been smoking cigars for 50 years. I've had just about every brand ever made. What the heck am I smoking now here? This is the H. Upman 1844 Classic. Initially, I'm detecting tasting notes of coffee, black pepper, wood, and and, and little hints of sweet cream. I'm getting some hot tamale, uh, uh, big ziti, pork chops on the grill. Mashed potatoes with butter, flounder. Are we smoking the same cigar he is? 
fossilized earth, miniature pizzas that you put in the microwave. Are you, are you talking about bagel bites? Bagel bites. I'm getting some bagel bites out of this. Lasagna, cocoa puffs, portobello mushrooms, guava, banana pudding, salami, foot powder, an everything bagel.